Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That is not my real name. That is the Netflix account I've been using for the last five years. Some guy named Nelson. I don't know. I got his sign-in information. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Nelson is my pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. The other night I walked into the middle of a conversation between my wife and my daughter, and they were discussing how my daughter had mixed feelings about a situation. She said, you know, part of her wanted to be angry and hurt about something and get revenge and all of those things. And then the other half wanted to move on and be forgiving and find happiness and just uh, get over something. And um, I wandered in and of course I tried to drop some brilliant knowledge uh, into a conversation I was not invited into. (laughs) And my contribution was I mentioned the two wolves story, which I have heard many times over the years in the rooms of recovery. I've actually never heard it, I don't think, outside of the rooms. It's just uh, something that has popped up on my radar quite a bit, uh, just from sobriety. In case you haven't heard it, it's an old parable, supposedly having Native American origins, but I looked it up and it's really hard to kind of trace where this first surfaced. But let's say that it has Native American origins, which it appears to. So in this parable, an older person is talking to a child about how there are two wolves living inside of each one of us. And one is the worst human instincts. It's angry. The fists are balled up, ready to lash out, envious, greedy, all the bad stuff. That's one wolf. The other wolf is joyous, peaceful, content, forgiving, all of these very positive traits. And the child asks, which wolf wins? And the elder says back, the one that you feed. And so the basic point is that whatever part of you that you nourish every day, all day, every day, that's the part that survives and grows. So I started in on that story and my wife immediately just puts her hands up and goes, hey, keep your two wolves bullshit to yourself. And we had had a good old laugh because it's it's a running gag at my house. Like everybody loves and respects my sobriety and the program that I have really deeply, profoundly appreciates it. And I even hear my wife and my kids constantly doing and saying things that were injected into our house only because I brought them home from sober friends or from meetings, um, and now they're a part of our lives. But, this is a big but, (laughs) I also sometimes overstep my bounds, and I think it's perfectly fine when somebody calls me out on it, um, because the truth is, my program works for me, and that's the only person it has to work for. There are parts of my program that my friends and family don't want and don't need. For instance, not everybody wants to list their character defects and work through them with somebody else, okay? Not everybody wants to seek out old boyfriends and girlfriends and family members and apologize for bad shit they did 20 years ago or five years ago or whatever. Cool, man. Totally fine. You do you. It's part of my life. doesn't have to be part of yours. And as I think about this uh, right now, it's sometimes my recovery wisdom it might not even be welcomed by other recovery people either. You know, that's totally cool. Nobody has to have the same journey that I took. And, you know, when you think about that, it's actually encouraged quite a bit in our literature that we all find different brands of sobriety. And that's perfectly fine. There are a million ways to get sober and stay sober. And like, my way is my way, your way is your way. And that's totally fine. So (laughs) if 
if I hit you with my two wolves bullshit, feel free to tell me to go get eaten by an actual wolf. Thank you so much for letting me share.